Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So I swear, for like the first three seasons. Anytime you use the word happy, I would give you this look. It's always been an odd word to me because I associate it with a sort of transitory emotion. And so usually in this sort of of spiritual sense, the goal is never really happiness. It's kind of a peaceful contentment, if you will. But it's funny, at the end of last season, happiness came up. Oh my god, yeah, it just kind of threw itself up there. Didn't it? And it was like, yeah. wow, hey, now maybe we can like get to happiness somehow. That there's that core piece inside of us where we can really tap into happiness. And I think for the sake of this episode and anytime we bring up happy, I think it's important to sort of define it, yeah? Yeah. So happiness or to be happy is to be content at peace with ourselves and to be at peace is just to know that we are whole people. Mm. How would you see it? I guess for me, happiness is the emotion that makes you smile. Mm. I like that. Yeah, that's That's what happiness is for me. And when would you say that you're most happy? For me, happiness comes in moments. So Mm. I don't think you can be happy all the time because then it stops being happy. It just is. Right. Right. I guess it's also kind of, it's, it's a moment of love, Mm. which makes you smile. But I think the other thing is that you can have happiness and Mm. you can be grieving and think of some memory, which makes you smile. So it's happiness. And if we were to expand our understanding of happiness, so if we could take that moment and move that moment into something bigger or longer, right? And it's not by trying to stay at the comedy club for five hours just so we can like soak it up. It's not as if we want to cuddle in bed for extra time so we can make it last longer. But it's about moving from that happy moment into a state of happiness, which we could also see or call bliss. So bliss isn't extra happiness, it's continuous happiness. Yes, Exactly. Like everything's good. It's all Everything good. feels good. It's all good. It's all good. On the inside, there's a happy place and I can get to it or I am in it all the time. How, how do you get there? Jesus, that sounds almost impossible. Yeah, doesn't it? Because in 3D, it wasn't possible. Because for every high, there was a low. We always There was always a trade-off. You got always. something good, so something bad happened. The darkest before the dawn, all these things. It was like you could never have happiness without it costing something. Mm. So I mean, a permanent you... state of happiness is almost like, you know, when people think, oh, to get to a permanent, do I have to be a yogi for years and reach nirvana? Or do I have to be Eckhart Tolle and, and realize that, like, you know, in the power of now, or, you know, like, what do I have to give up in order to get this? Or do I have to take a thousand drugs, pump my veins full of MDMA, and then I'm really happy? But then <laughs> we call that ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we call it. Ex- do I have to like literally take ecstasy? <laughs> yeah. Do I literally have to take ecstasy? Then at the same time, the next day after taking any drug, not that I would know, um, you feel you, there's always like a massive come down as well. Oh God, the crash. Crash yeah. is horrible because you can't maintain it. And yeah, it, it used to be that in... 3D reality, like in separation of polarity, 
in order to be in a state of bliss or to reach nirvana, there was a level of having to separate yourself mm. from, from, the from the world to be able to achieve that, right? Mm. You can't do that in normal life because normal life is going to knock you down every other day. Yeah. But in oneness consciousness, so in 5D, in fifth dimensional consciousness, we are capable of finding that place of happy, if you will. Well, that, that makes sense because we have separated yeah. ourselves from the old world. So that's still what we're doing, but we've just done it as a collective and we're still living in the world. We're just no longer living in the old world of rules, black and white, pain and fear and shame and yes. all that stuff. So we've been able to come back to ourselves. And in doing that, as you've written before, it's about when you've pieced yourself back together, you've enabled that inner peace. And when you can really achieve that level of inner peace, then happy is possible. And when happiness is enabled, then bliss is definitely right there with it. Oh, because once it's enabled, that's it? It's done? Yes. Yes. Once you've turned it on, there's no turning it off. Okay. Yeah. And it has been, and it would feel like, especially from the, through the virus and the lockdown and these long days that became long weeks that turned into interminable months, that happiness was the last thing that we would really be able to get to. So how does anyone enable this point of bliss, right? Yeah. The irony, which is which is hilarious, yeah. is that it's not even about doing the quote-unquote work. Oh, interesting. Yeah, right? It's about being in flow with all that is. That's key. There's no room for control and happiness. No, absolutely okay. not. And it's not even about surrendering because surrendering is saying I'm not in my power. Everything's yeah, just going to yeah. wash over me and I'm just going to be fine with it all. Yeah, <laughs> I swear, yeah. right? doesn't work that way either. But it's really about I am to my core. Oh, mother of fact, this makes a shit ton of sense. So in my power that absolutely nothing can phase me. I cannot get knocked out of where I am. I could feel very challenged. I will experience moments of heartbreak and grief. There's absolutely no way that I can convince myself otherwise. I mean, that would just be, I'd be delusional if I thought oh, nothing could ever phase mm. me. We are, we are human. We have this vast emotional range. We will experience it. But at the same time, I will allow myself the space to feel it all, be one with it all. And I will continue my life at the same time. Let's say you've done a lot of the work. You've been listening to seasons one to three. You've really worked on like walking through your fears, finding your own power, trusting mm. in yourself and your heart, aligning everything. You know, it's all great. You think you're in this happiness, but things can still kind of knock you off your feet. Is that what you mean when you say like there are moments where you may feel sad or angry and stuff? Like, is that still happiness when you get knocked off a bit or how does it work? Yeah, you can still be in bliss yeah. because as you said, the one thing that's beautiful about happiness is that you can be happy and happiness can coexist alongside however else we feel. But what happens if you feel like you're in your, you know, you're in your power in many ways, but still sometimes things feel like they knock you out of it a bit, even if it only lasts like 24 hours or something. Right. Are you in that state of bliss? Because as you said, it kind of, you, you get no. in there and you stay there. When you're in, you're in. It's locked in. So if something is amiss to the point where your power gets knocked, it's an area that you still need to work on. Or it's an area that still needs addressing, if you will. It's still an area that is either your Achilles heel, which is because it involves our family and we're really bound up emotionally 
or there's just a lot of loyalty. So I can't get to this place because I don't want to leave my family behind. It could just be that <clears throat> there's something unresolved with a particular relationship, like romantically an ex or whatever, that we haven't totally healed. So the moment I see that ex, I feel something on the inside, you know, <laughs> and that's just calling for us to heal that peace. We're looking at the range of peace. How at peace am I in myself? So happiness is not the same as bliss. There's, as you said, there's the happy moment, and that tells us and starts to point us to a place of joy, right? And joy is that deep connection, which can also connect us to our divine selves. Now, when we're really at that state that we can have that inner peace, again, just like in the previous episode, I'm at peace with myself, I'm at peace in my relationships, in my, relationships, in my being, in my being, and peace in my work. We don't have to have 100% peace in every area completely in order to get to bliss. But we need to be more there than not in order to get there. And very much like in our four pillars of trust, trust, knowing, faith, and hope, we need to be operating within those four to some degree to be able to get there. So it's really not about worrying or wondering, you know, all the time, am I at peace in every relationship? Am I at peace in myself? How can I get to bliss? What, what do I need to do to get there? It's not, again, like anything else when it comes to spiritual work. It's not a destination. It's not a goal. And as you would even know, every time you make something a particular goal when it comes to spiritual healing, those goalposts keep moving, right? Mm. <laughs> it's really because it doesn't work that way. It's never something that's external. It's internal. And ultimately, I think the bigger question is, and a simpler question is, what's the simplest way for me to find peace in my life? It's about, for you, not giving yourself over to something else. Because for you, your natural response to things is to give up on happiness. Yeah, it makes sense. You take yourself out of the running quite quickly. So how does one not give up on happiness? Because I think having lived in a, you know, in a world where happiness was a commodity mm -hmm. and all the trauma it took to get us to a place where we could be in 5D. Yes. Happiness felt like something we had to sometimes leave behind. Yeah. So how does one start believing in happiness again? The first, prioritize it. Does this make me happy? Now, in order to do that, you need to have the second thing, which is discernment, to really understand that the happiness that we're seeking is not the transitory happiness, but the kind that brings you peace. When I do this, does it bring me peace on the inside or I'm, am I doing this because I'm looking for this rush? I'm looking for this tingle of excitement. Now that's not happiness. So really it's kind of go, to, go towards peace and happiness is a byproduct of it. Go towards happiness and peace is the byproduct of it. And what was the third thing? Oh, and so we said prioritize happiness, and that requires discernment to really know what that is. And it's about believing that you matter. If you believe that you matter, then your happiness does matter. Power is about building up everyone, right? Not tearing down others. Mm. So in believing that we matter, it's about really deconditioning ourselves from that belief system that has mm. been so ingrained in us, you know, lifetime after lifetime. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So I guess that really does require all the work of kind of all the seasons we've done before. Oh, completely. Because you can't, you can't, as we've said, you can't thank your way into thinking you matter. You can't abundant your way into thinking you matter. And you definitely can't <laughs> no. manifest it or like create it from the mind. To know that you matter really yeah. has to come from the heart. And to be in your own power and to be in peace really has to come from the heart. Because funny enough, happiness and bliss are not things that can be created. They come from peace. And as we said, there's a certain, this is ironically for all the work we talk about, you know, all the work you've done, all the work that I've done, all the work that everyone's doing, it's not necessarily the thing that's going to get us to happiness. No, happiness is just the byproduct of really knowing yourself. Yes. Bliss is the spiritual body expressing through the emotional body. So it's spirit in motion. So it's, you're so connected to your consciousness, you're so connected to your heart, effectively, that you just feel bliss. Completely. Because the divine, if I'm going to get a little bit more spiritual for a second, the divine is pure joy, right? In season two, we talked about our point of essence. And when you are in your point of essence, that is pure, dripping, creative love, right? Like that is just like love at its finest, like it's peace, it's wholeness. But so if you're, if that is being expressed through the emotional body, can you do that if your emotional body is still in pain? <laughs> Not at all. And that's what seasons one to three were about, right? Mm. And healing anyway, the emotional just body. Healing the emotional body. And anyone who's just joining us for this season, yes, it would be nice to go back and listen to all of those episodes to give you context. But quite simply, in order to heal our emotional body, we just need to tap into all of those feelings and experiences and, and traumas that we've long buried. And kind of walk through it, burn it out, go dark, get angry, yeah. just write it out, feel it out, express it out. Own it. Own every feeling and experience that you've had. And give space to all of it. Completely. Because there's a reason why in 2019 and early 2020, our lives blew up. To be honest, this all makes actually perfect sense. Yeah. Because if you start, let's say you start this process from a place where you don't think you're good enough, you aren't in your power, you're using other people to define you, all the shit that you try and avoid just keeps happening over and over again, and you're living in a world where you just need to survive rather than enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then you start doing the work and you start seeing all the different places in which you've kind of hidden your, you've given away your power to fear. Whatever it is, there are certain things that keep going wrong again and again and again. So mm -hmm. in order to try and change that, okay, it's time to change our perspective. If our internal landscape is reflected outside of us externally, it's time to heal the internal so our external can change. So mm -hmm. you start doing all the things, looking at your relationships, you start going dark, you start working on seeing that maybe gratitude was just another way to cover up the fear. You start seeing that maybe manifestation was another way to try and control. You start seeing that maybe looking to astrology or soul star seeds or all other kind of tarot cards was just another way to give up your control. You're mm -hmm. trying to, you know, you start realizing, actually, the only person that knows what's best for me is me. 
And now I've, I've kind of, I've been looking at all these different parts of all my beliefs and all my fears, and they've all just been constructs. And it's time for me to, to walk through them and see that on the other side, there was nothing to fear. And that actually the only thing that I can ever do is make every decision that brings me peace, that feels natural and follow that regardless of whether it's within or without conventional wisdom. Okay. And I just have to follow my heart and allow my mind to see it differently mm-hmm. rather than try and control it through my ego and through fear. Yes. And the more you do that, the more you start noticing that at first it's kind of almost more conscious where you're like, which decision brings me peace? But over yes. <laughs> time, you just make decision of that peaceful decision process becomes almost a state of being. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, in making those decisions, either you're making decisions that make you happy and then it brings you peace or you, it brings you peace and then you realize actually it's making you happy. But either way, at first, there's just more moments. And the more and more you do it, the more in which it becomes a state of being rather than it just becomes a momentary thing. Exactly. Because you're healing your emotional body. You're allowing your power to sit within you and be unshaken. And you're allowing yourself to be your center. And that makes sense. And that feeling of, you know what, whatever happens on the outside, whatever anyone says to me, however they say it, whatever happens, I know I will be okay because I am who I am and I am true to myself. And that is what you define as bliss. And mm-hmm. I guess for me, it kind of to start to, to kind of go back to the end of season two and talk about purpose for a second. It was, yeah, it was the end of season two. In order <laughs> to really be able to be in that center and to be fully in your power, you have to know who I am, why I am here, and what is my purpose for being here. Mm-hmm. And whether it is you know it fully or whether you're like, you know what, I know it enough that I can follow my heart and that's enough. Yeah. Basically, all we're saying in this whole episode is, Follow your heart and that either is happiness or will bring you happiness. Mm -hmm. And the more you follow your heart, the more you're in that state of being all connected in your bodies, following that feeling that Mm -hmm. we have effectively defined in this episode. Yes. The more permanent it becomes. Because you are your center. You're not the center of the world. You are the center of your world. But the more at peace your world is, the more at peace the rest of the world can be. And that's what this entire season is about. So I have one final question. On the way to that place, on the way to bliss, Mm -hmm. when you find yourself knocked out, yes, what does one do to knock themselves back in? Well, first, I would always say have compassion for that moment or for that instance or for whatever it was that took you there because it really is just a piece of your hurt or your pain or your trauma that's just asking to be seen. It's not meant to hold you back. It's not meant to make you feel like you're failing. It's just intended as a reminder of like a, of a flag just saying, wait, just look over here for a second. And the moment you can address it without punishing yourself or feeling as if you did something wrong is the moment you can start to move forward. Because all you have to do is just hold it. Hold it. No matter how painful and just say, I still love you anyway. Because that's what brings us into that state of peace. As we said, it is love. And we forget that we are all beings of love, right? So it's just making sure that your light is shining. So when you get knocked out of peace, Mm -hmm. the route back is through love. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.